Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Brandon Scoop B. Robinson, senior writer at Heavy.com and the host of the Scoop B radio podcast. You know, I got to check out my guy, Austin D, because he's making it happen on Austin D radio. Thanks for the intro, Scoop. You guys are tuned in to another edition of Austin D radio with your boy, Austin D. And on this episode, we'll be discussing Damian Lillard and his historic scoring pace to help the Trailblazers wield them into the playoffs the Western Conference playoff bracket, and who will be clinching the 8th seed out West, our predictions for the Western Conference first round, and the Eastern Conference as well, Ray John Rondo making his way to the NBA bubble, and a new edition of the fire round that involves hip-hop artist Drake releasing his new video with Little Dirt. But before we get started, I have the man who has never beat me one-on-one in the gym. You guys can find him on Instagram at underscore it's soul world. The one and only Mr. Dennis Hudson joins me in the building. What's up, man? What's up, my brother? Thanks for letting me partaking your podcast on this wonderful Saturday in Florida. Hey, man, you know, I, I, I had to, man. So uh, how's, how's your day going, man? How's quarantine treating you? Yeah, quarantine been crazy. But, I mean, we get it through, you know, day going good. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. We got, you know, basketball. We got battle rap. We got a sunny day. Ain't no rain outside. So it's going good for me. What about you? Uh, it's going good. Uh, you know, I'm just, you know, just trying to watch uh, some NBA basketball, just trying to pass the time, quarantine, can't really, really can't wait for the playoffs to start, man. You know, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, do, it's doing good for me, man. But before we go, go ahead and get started, I just want to give a special shout out to my man, LeBron James and the LA Dodgers. They teamed up to make um, Dodger Stadium a polling place. Also, I'd like to give a special shout out to my man, Dame Dollar, as he did win the NBA bubble uh, MVP award. Uh, I don't know how much that actually means to him, uh, but you no, know, it's something nice to add on to the resume. But going into our first topic of the day. So with Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers pulling off a 134 to 133 victory over the Brooklyn Nets, where Dame Lillard dropped in 42 points, 12 assists, and went 8 of 14 from the three-point line and has averaged over 51 points per game in the last three games. Dennis, is Dame, is Dame Dollar a top 10 player in the league? And is he the best point guard in the league? Top 10 player in the league may be a scratch. It may be a scratch. Because there's a lot of great players in the NBA. I mean, at the end of the day, we still have LeBron. We still have KD. We still have Giannis. We still have Kawhi Leonard. The list goes on. So saying he's top 10 may be a scratch. Best point guard in the NBA, this is where I'm starting to not like people. Because what was all this Damian Lillard hype before Curry got hurt? Like, yeah, we knew he was good. We knew Damian Lillard was good. We knew Dame time. We knew all this. Nobody was not talking about Damian Lillard as much as he's being talked about now before Curry got hurt. Dennis, let me let me say this, Dennis. Like, look, okay, for me, like, I've always been, always been a big fan of Dame, uh, especially when he first entered, especially when he first entered the league. Uh, and if you would have saw it, Dame was really putting up averaging almost 30 points per game and uh, at Weaver State in college. And so, you know, and you knew it was serious when Kobe gave him some credit after the game, too. You, 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 knew, he, you, you knew it was serious because Kobe was like, man, that boy different. He built and, – and, and to be honest, the way, the way Dame going off where he, dropped, where he dropped in 45 against the Nuggets, 22 against the Clippers, 51 against the Sixers, 61 against the Dallas Mavericks, and then he dropped another 42-piece over Brooklyn? Bro, come on, bro. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm sorry. Look, for me, Dame – Going, going before going into this, but with Dane was a top fifteen player for me. But look, man, this dude has been this dude putting up numbers comparable to Wilt Chamberlain, and you tell me he's not a top top ten player in the league. But 
we also have to take into account is no traveling, is no you're not playing in a hostile environment, like you going on the road and stuff like that. A lot of things take factors when it comes to basketball. They're playing in the same arena. Like so it's really like what if it, what if it was him going on the road, you know, these long trips going from city to city is taking a toll on him physically and you know, back to back games and stuff like that. So it's like yeah, he's putting up like astonishing high numbers, but we also have to take into account the environment they're playing in. Like everybody's playing on the same court. You really start to sound a little, a little bit like Skip Bayless to me, man. You're you're, you're nitpicking, man. You're you're nitpicking. This dude, this dude is this dude has the all time leading season in terms of points per game. He passed Clyde Drexler. Clyde Drexler had, had averaged twenty seven points per game for a season of Blazers uniform. Dame is averaging thirty. He's averaging thirty-seven point six in a bubble. And you t- and you tell me it's because of travel. Look, man, Dame can ball regardless of where he's at. It, it, it's not it's not his fault. COVID nineteen uh, is a pandemic across the world. And you're gonna say, oh, it's just because it's in a bubble. No, man, Dame would have. Look, Dame realized after your boy Paul uh, Paul George was was chomping at the bit. Dame was like, okay, I see what I'm gonna have to do. Y- y'all boys talking crazy on my name. But he lost to the Clippers, so it didn't matter. Like he, he's like, yeah, you you got you got pressure with Paul George, though, but they still want. Bro, what has this what what has this man done? Look, all right, let me ask, let me ask you, let me let me say this. Uh, maybe this will, maybe if I rephrase the question, maybe you'll think think a little bit harder about it. Is Dame a superstar? He's definitely a superstar. I, I would never say he's not. He's definitely a superstar, but best point guard in the league, cut it out. It's a, it's still a, it's still a man named Stephon Curry that's out here. Did you say Stephon? <laughs> like, his name is, you know, we got Stephon Curry, Steph Curry, Chef Curry. Like, well, the nickname you want me to say. <laughs> uh, the Human Torch, the Babyface Assassin. Like, it, like the list goes on. Like, Curry at the end of the day still holds the throne. Let me ask you this. For, for over a three-game span, has Curry ever put up averages of 51.3 points per game? Curry don't have to do that. Whoa, whoa. whoa. Curry now... Bro, look at the teams Curry's been on. That's what I'm saying. Curry, Curry didn't have to put up those kind of numbers. Look what kind of team he has. Okay, but look, I could also go off the same point where Dame's team hasn't been healthy the whole season. You forget, you forget Nurkic was hurt. Remember he had that leg injury. And then and then Melo's really starting to come into his own. Like, not 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 that's disrespectful. Because Melo is 15th on the all-time scoring list. How did to say, huh? Uh you you you're right, you're right. But but Melo, I'll say this: Melo has found his rhythm within that offense because Terry Stotts and the Trailblazers are letting are letting Carmelo doing his thing, especially in the mid range. I, I always felt like, for me, I always felt like OKC and Houston didn't do him justice. He he wasn't being used correctly, especially during that ten game span where they the, where the Rockets cut him. That 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 was unbelievable to me. With the Trailblazers is now, and and the disrespect that that was put on uh, Carmelo's name before before he joined the Trailblazers. Like, look, I'm gonna tell you this. Car- Carmelo, Carmelo is definitely finding his rhythm in that offense. You know, you know, you know, kind of like the uh, that that turn that turnaround shot, that fadeaway, kind of like what Kobe did. M- M- Melo got Melo got that move down pat. That's always been his like go to move in his arsenal in the mid range game. So, but anyway, man, moving on to some more NBA news. The Western Conference playoff playoff playing game is taking place right now with the Grizzlies and Trailblazers. So, um. I remember I put this topic on the rundown, uh, and he, of course you got you got the eight and nine seed with the Trailblazers being the eighth and the Grizzlies being the ninth. So, Dennis, let me ask you this: uh, If you had to flip a coin right now, who are you who are you taking to clinch that eighth seed out west and to uh, possibly face the Lakers in the first round? The Memphis Grizzlies. You choosing the Grizzlies? Yes. Why is that? 
main reason why, because even though Lillard has been on a tear, like within the past like four or five games, eventually he's going to get burnt out. We know how the NBA game works. He's going to get tired at some point. Like, it's not going to last forever. Even though the game is taking place right now, let's say let's say the Trailblazers lose today, right? They have to turn around and play again tomorrow. And then on top of that, if Portland do win tomorrow, let's say you have to start the playoffs two days later. Damian Lillard cannot, his his physicality ain't going to hold up for too much longer. It's going to take a toll on him eventually. And this is, this is the thing for me because as much as I'm a Dame fan, um, not so much Trailblazers, but more so of a Dame fan, Dame Dollar. As at some point, the the, re- the reason I like uh, the point you lose to it that I think it's going to be the James Harden effect, where you know he's he's asked, well, not some more asked, but you know he's putting the pressure on himself. Like, look, I, I'm trying to will my team to the playoffs. Um, he, may, he even said that uh before the playoffs even started, uh, the playing uh the bubble games even started, he was like, look, I ain't just gonna come down there for no reason. You give my squad a chance to make the uh the eight seed uh. Or find our way into the playoffs, I'm all good for that. But also another thing, the one thing, one thing I feel like is going to be the Blazers' Achilles Achilles heel is definitely going to be their defense because their defensive rating, uh, regardless of the bubble, especially in the bubble, they they rank at the bottom of the league like 27, 28. They're like at, they can score at a potent level, but guess what? They also give up points on the defensive end. And the really only true big day, like I said, they only have Nurkic. I'm not. I'm not trusting Zach Collins in the paint. Um, get Hassan Whiteside, maybe. But guess what? Even if the Blazers do win, win the game against the Grizzlies, Lakers have bigs too. They got they got AD, JaVale, and Dwight. So, so what you gonna do down low? Who you gonna who you who you have to stop LeBron? Now I w- I will say this: with the return of Rondo, even though the Lakers, even though when he's on the floor, the Lakers' defensive rating drops uh towards the bottom of the league, and when he's when he's out of the lineup, they're like top five. Rondo provides championship medal. Not saying, not saying he's a, not saying he's the point guard of the past. You know, when he, when he was with the Celtics, when he was when he won that chip in 08, um, and all and all that. But he, like I say, he does have that championship medal. And I will say, I will say this is the Achilles heel as well. Nobody's gonna stop Dame one on one. You saw what he was doing against the Nets. The man, the man pulled up from the NBA low because he was like, look, they're gonna press, they're gonna double team from half court anyway. So I'm, I might as well, you know, take one step from, you know, one step away from half court. Let let, let it bang. And you know, Avery Bradley. I'm not gonna lie. Even, even like I said, even though he's not Avery Bradley of the past uh, with the Celtics, look, man, like I, I'm, I'm, wor- I'm worried. About, I'm worried, but that's the one thing I'm worried about with the Lakers. Who's gonna stop Dame? Like you can double team him, but I, I really felt like Avery Bradley. I, I didn't. I didn't realize how key. Like you know, you know the saying. Like you don't know how good something is until it's gone. That that, that that's how Avery Bradley is with me. I, I didn't. I didn't realize how much the, the Lakers defense will suffer without Avery Bradley. Uh, Possibly being able to guard one of those two, CJ or Dane. But see, this is how I look at it. Let's say the the, the Trailblazers do clinch the AC and have to play the Lakers. Lakers have multiple bodies they could throw at Damian Lillard to make him tired. Like you have Danny Green, who's a great perimeter defender. You have Avery Bradley, that's a great perimeter defender. You have Rondo, that's a great perimeter defender. Like you could throw different bodies. At Damian Lillard without having to double team them. And on and then with Portland having a bad defense, who's on their defensive end going to stop Anthony Davis? When Anthony Davis can space the floor. And on top of that, who's he gonna have to stop LeBron in transition? Because if you miss a shot, LeBron is pushing the ball up the court. And you have nobody to like really take it. Who you gonna put? Carmelo? 
Carmelo is, you know, so far on it at the end. Like, yeah, he has the body and physical strength to match up with LeBron, but that's in the half court set. Can you stop LeBron in transition? And, and like you're not like you're not gonna put Mario Hezonia on him. You're like, <laughs> come on now. It would be bad. Exactly. So um, so like you said, you had the you had the Grizzlies winning. Personally, I have the Trailblazers win just because I trust I trust Dame that much more. Like Dame's back is on the wall, even though I do believe they're gonna lose in the first round. They they still gonna get the Lakers a fight. I do believe that. Lakers still gonna win. Trailblazers gonna get to the first round. So with your pick, you know, let, let let's just look at the Western Conference landscape uh first. So you got OKC, excuse me, let's let's start the Lakers. So let's say you got Lakers, Grizzlies, OKC, Houston. You got Denver going against Utah, and you got Clippers going against Dallas. So what are your first round predictions with, with you uh plugging in the Grizzlies? Um I see no sweeps happening in none of the in none of the first round. Whether it's the Eastern or Western, I see no sweep. But I have Lakers. If if Memphis uh if Memphis clinches the eighth seat, I have Lakers four one. If Blazers clinches the AC, I have Lakers 4-2. Clippers versus Dallas, this might sound crazy, but I respect Luka Doncic and Chris Porzingis out so much, and Porzingis is one of my like top five favorite players to watch. I have Clippers and Dallas going seven games, but I have Clippers winning 4-3. OKC and Houston, due to... That, that, right. But... There's a lot of backstory to that matchup. Westbrook got traded to Houston. Chris Paul got traded to OKC. Like James Harden used to play for OKC. And it's a lot, but Westbrook is hurt. So he's going to miss the first couple of games. So James Harden has a lot to show them upon. But we're, I'm an OKC fan. We have a lot of athleticism that Houston might not be able to deal with. You have PJ Tucker at the five. Wait, he supposed to stop Steven Adams by the rim? That's not – Steven Adams is, like, the strongest player in the NBA. The man sets screens. He's hard to stop on the pick and roll because he's going to the rack. He actually starting to put the ball down on the court, which is kind of surprising to me, but it works. So – and we play defense where we, we can stay in front of our offensive players and we can either switch everything because we're along at all positions. So James Harden versus OKC without Westbrook, I got OKC and six. Depending on when Westbrook comes back, because if Westbrook doesn't come back within about game three or four, Houston's going to be in a lot of trouble. Okay, what about what about the three six matchup between the Nuggets and the Utah Jazz? Call me crazy, but I got Utah in seven. You're crazy. Reason being, hit me out here. Only reason why I feel that Denver not gonna make it out the first round. Denver doesn't have much playoff experience on their roster. Outside of Millsout and Jeremy Grant, like, who else do you have that's like... Don't get me wrong, Denver is one of the deepest teams in the NBA, but this is the playoffs where rotation get cut, minutes get, like, cut, playoff experience plays a factor, so it's like, y'all never really been here. So it's like, Utah done been here. Like, Utah have players that done been in the playoffs. Like they got to the playoffs like last four five years. Not not to mention uh that that boy Donovan Mitchell in his rookie year bounced out your boy Paul George and OKC back in twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Right, and, you know it happens. But I'm going with Utah. Yeah, let me go ahead and start with mine. So with the Lakers, like I said, I have the Trailblazers. Lakers Trailblazers going into that um going into that first that that one eight matchup. I got Lakers in six. 
Um, just like I said, the reason I got going six is just the respect for Dame. Um, like I said, missing Avery Bradley that that hurts. Um, not being able to slow down one of those guards, possibly having Rajon Rondo back. I think that will be able to stable the Lakers' offense. But the late this, the Lakers got to start making shots. Um, I have been seeing a lot of promise from them, especially um during that game against Denver, especially when Kyle Kuzma kind of stepped up. Lakers hit uh more threes. I, I believe they hit like 14 or 15 threes that game. Um I saw I saw um AD and LeBron actually, you know, have a good bubble game together where they was able to score 20 plus. So I do got the Lakers in six. Um and you know, I got I got Dane probably averaging probably averaging about 35 that series just because, you know. Like like Dame said, put some respect on my name. Like I I I I really feel that from Dame. Uh, so so I I did I, like I, said, I already have already have respect, but I got I got that series going six. Um, OKC and Houston. Ooh, the, like you said, this is one of the more intriguing matchups. That this almost this almost right here is almost like a coin flip. Um, but I will say this: with Westbrook possibly possibly missing um those first few games with that quad injury, I do see the I do see OKC going up two one. But I do, I do got, um, I do got Houston win that series in seven, just be, just because I don't, I don't think, I don't think, like you said, OKC has the athleticism, but OKC doesn't have the shooters. And like I said again, I do want to apologize because I Chris Paul has begun a lot of flack, and uh, OKC along with the acquisition of Shea Gilgis Alexander and that just that whole team period, I'll give you that. But the story ends in the first round. Sorry, they're going, they're going to lose in seven. I just think Westbrook, Harden. The shooting, the shooting uh, support surrounding them. I just think that's too much for OKC to handle. Uh, for the Denver Utah matchup, I got Denver. Um, and you and you spoke about the depth that they have. They don't. They're also missing um Will Barden and Gary Harris as well. So I believe if they can get those two back along with Jokic and uh Jamal Murray, I do believe that will be an intriguing matchup between them and Utah. But like I, I definitely got I definitely got Denver win that series in six. And for the Lakers, for the excuse me, for the Clippers and the Dallas Mavericks, I got the Clippers. I got the Clippers winning that series. Um, I got it going. I got it going six, uh, just in terms of depth. And you got Lou Will and Montrez coming off the bench along with PG, playoff P, as he would say, uh, and Kawhi Leonard. I got that series going six. I just, I just don't, I just don't see Dallas winning that series, even, even though uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, Luka Doncic, Kristaps Porzingis, Seth Curry. Uh, Maxi Kleber, I like, I, I I love that team going into the future, but not not right now. I just don't think they have the. That's the only thing missing right now. Even though Luca's averaging thirty points per game this season, they just don't they just don't have the experience to necessarily qualify just yet. They they don't they don't have it. But they, I love the bright future that they have. You ever thought about starting your own podcast? What better time than now? I mean, we are stuck in quarantine, right? While most people see it as a tall task, Buzzsprout makes starting a podcast easier than ever before. Trust me, I was scared to start my podcast too, but it has easily been the best decision I've ever made. Buzzsprout offers you the proper tools to launch a professional podcast and have your episodes listed to all major streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. You have a professional-looking website for your podcast with features including audio players that you can drop in your other websites, detailed stats to help people are listening to your show, tools to promote your episodes, and much more. Buzzsprout will be committed to helping you succeed in your podcast journey as they upload weekly blogs, videos, and resources to help you navigate the ins and outs of podcasting. To start your own podcast and get a $20 Amazon gift card, go to the link listed in the show notes. It lets Buzzsprout know that your boy Austin D sent you and helps support the show. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout and get your message out to the world. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. Now, Dennis, going back into the playoff talk, 
now we got to go ahead and switch it over to the Eastern Conference with the bracket being set over on that end. So the 1-8 matchup to start over there is Milwaukee against Orlando. 4-5 is Miami against Indiana. 3-6 is against Boston and Philly. And your 2-7 is Toronto and Brooklyn. What are your predictions in in that uh, in the Eastern Conference and who like your predictions going going into the first round? Okay, I have that that uh, I have that series going four one Milwaukee, and the reason why I'm giving Orlando a game is because they are playing the playoff in Orlando, so it's like it's almost given that they have the win win for home. So I have them four one, of course. I mean, I have Milwaukee winning four one because let's be honest, Orlando have nobody to stop Giannis. Like it's nobody on their roster that's that's going to, that's going to stop you at all. So that's going to be an easy series. Toronto versus Brooklyn Nets. I have Toronto in six. Even though Brooklyn Nets, they don't have DeAndre Jordan. They don't they don't have um, Dan Witty. They don't have Kevin Durant. They don't have Kyrie Irving. The list goes on. But even with the players that they have available, they still you can still see the fight in them. Like, they're not going out without a fight. And Toronto, at the end of the day, is still the NBA champions until they're not the champions anymore. They did win last year. So they still hold that title till they lose. And they have the championship experience, even, even though they did lose Kawhi Leonard to the Clippers. So I have this series 4-2. Miami and Indiana Pacers, I have the Heat winning in five. Reason being is because... Indiana don't really have much scoring on the offensive side of the ball. Like, Aladipo just came back. Miles Turner haven't been Miles Turner that he was the rookie year where he was, like, actually scoring and spacing the floor and stuff like that. What about my man T.J. Warren? T.J. Warren been going ballistic in the bubble. I ain't even going to lie. But it's always something when he faced Jimmy Butler, he doesn't show up. I honestly think Jimmy Butler psychologically has this man outnumbered. You think so? Yes. Every, like, if you look at TJ Warren numbers against Miami, it ain't too good. The man don't be scoring no more than, like, 14 points. It's like, yeah, you could drop 51 on the Sixers, but when you play Miami, they have different defenders. They have a, a limited number of defenders. They got Jay Crowder. They got Eagle Dollar. They got Jimmy Butler. Like, the list goes on. TJ Warren going to be, like, he's going to look regular. Right? It's just how he looks when he played Miami. He doesn't show up. And Miami offensive system and motion offense is scary. Like, they have they have floor spacing and shooters everywhere. Like, Tyler Hero could score. Miles um, Leonard could score. Who, um, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn. Like, they have scorers. And then if they won, they got veteran leadership with Eagle Dollar, who got championship rings. So... I got I got Miami in five, and the Sixers in Boston. I got the Celtics in five. With without Ben Simmons for the rest of the season, and, and B can't stay healthy to save his life. He's still injury prone. Is there something wrong with Philadelphia's system? It just doesn't work. It doesn't fit. Like you got all these starters that's getting paid like over a hundred and forty million, like on their contract. You got. Like, they're big at every position, but where's your scoring going to come from? If Embiid ain't scoring, who else going to score on your team? Tobias Harris don't put the ball on the court, really. And he ain't that much of a great shooter anyway. I ain't trusting Cork Moss, Josh Richardson, Al Horford. No, I, you, you're right. Like, but when you look at Boston, Boston got Jason Tatum. 
They got Jalen Brown. They got Marcus Smart. They got Gordon Hayward. Like, and it's canceled. They they got like some firepower that could defuse the the size that Philadelphia presents. And and my boy Cardiac Kimba. Don't forget Kimba. Yeah, Kimba Walker. I keep forgetting. Like if you can't score on offense, how are you gonna stop Boston from scoring points? And B can't do it all by himself. Yeah, and the, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and touch on your your uh, on your Philly and uh, Celtics pick. Um, just like you, I, I got Celtics winning at five, uh, simply because, I mean, I already had the Celtics win that series anyway, uh, just because I don't believe Ben Simmons is, ha- has the adequate touch from the outside. Yeah, yeah, he did hit that one three-pointer, you know, in a meaningless, uh, scrimmage game, right, in the bubble. Now, like, no, nobody's buying that when, you know, when, when the tires meet the road, I don't trust Ben Simmons in from the outside. He hasn't shown me enough. Um, him, him and that joy, I don't know what, like you said, I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's Elton Brand in the front office. I don't know if it's uh Brett Brown on the sideline. I don't like that fit. I, I just don't. It, it's not, it's not enough space for them on the court. And really, I think, I think they had their best chance. Uh, I want to say it was last year when they had JJ Reddick, and they, they, they just had Jimmy Butler. That, like that was the best. Like that was the best team, and I can't believe they still let Jimmy walk. But that was the, that was the best team like all around that the Sixers had have had. Uh, especially in that, especially in that tenure with uh Joel and Ben. Uh, but like I got this Celtics just all around Celtics are just deeper, better defense, and just the just the impact of Ben Simmons injury and the fact that he's gonna be out basically for the rest of the season, bar bar any uh circumstance where the Sixers make it even make it out the first round. No, I got Celtics win that series in five. Uh for Milwaukee and Orlando, that's a sweep. Like Orlando, I don't I, Orlando Magic, I don't care if this if the uh, bubble games are in Orlando. I don't care if it's Disney World. You got you no, know, you guys are still facing Giannis. Likely MVP award. Nah, go go ahead, go ahead, pass, go. Got got that going in, uh, going in for a sweep. Uh, for Miami and Indiana, I got Miami going in six. I just think their shooting is gonna be too much for for Indiana Indiana to handle. Like you said, that that uh that trio between Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, uh, led by Jimmy Butler, Kelly on Lennox. Like that's Bam out of bio. Like that squad goes deep. Uh, and I, and for me, I think Bam's gonna be the X factor in that series just because I think Bam Bam plays such a positionless uh sense of basketball. Like he, he like he could he could play, I believe he could play one through five. And he can handle the rock too, and he can hit that occasional mid-range jumper or hit that shot from uh from outside the three-point line. And that's what I love about this new NBA where it's so positionless, where you know, players like Bam, who's maybe like six foot nine, six foot ten and above, where they're able to handle the rock and shoot and give you floor spacing. I I, I like that, and they're able to bring the ball up. I I like that, you know. Excuse me, I like that in the new terms, you know, positionless basketball within the NBA. So I got that series going five. Bam is the X factor in that series. Also, for my last pick, Toronto and Brooklyn. It's not that hard. I got I got Toronto winning in five. I do love my Michigan man, Karis Levert. You, you know how you know how much of a big uh, Michigan fan I am. So I so I do love that. Shout out to my Michigan boys, Duncan Robinson and uh excuse me, Duncan Robinson, my man Karis Levert. But that it, it's it's not enough, it's not enough offense. Um like I said, I I just think I just think now that the uh, Raptors got that championship medal on their belt, I, I just think it's too much. Nick Nurse is too good, of, too hell of too good of a hell of a coach. I just think there, there's nothing like KD and Kyrie aren't there. It's not that hard. Got the Raptors in five. But moving on to our last topic of the regular round, Dennis. Let me ask you this: Is Devin Booker officially a superstar in the league, and is there a bright future for the Phoenix Suns moving forward? Devin Booker is a superstar in the NBA. Due to playing in a bad system, due to playing with no supporting cast around him, 
I honestly think he'll be out of Phoenix soon. Like, he's wasting too much of his potential in a losing organization. It's time for him to go. Where he might go, I have no idea. But it's only so much losing a person can take. But, but Dennis, let me, let me say this. Did the bubble change anything? Did it change your perception on the Suns? Let, let me let me say that as a bit. Did it change your perception? Because Devin Booker did average over 31 points per game in the bubble. The team did go 8 and 0. Where he, where he also averaged 6.1 6.1 assists per game. Did did that did the bubble change your perspective on the Phoenix Suns or you just like you say do you think it's still just a bad situation? It was just there was like a one-off thing where they caught fire in the pan. Well, I was say any team in the NBA could catch fire. We don't seen it happen in the NBA and in the NFL sports in general. So them going eight and zero, I was like, I was shocked. But I'm like, y'all still, y'all really going eight and zero for no reason? Y'all not going nowhere. Dennis, think about it. They really could have made the playoffs. Like if it wasn't, just, it was, if it wasn't for Dame's hot streak, the Phoenix Suns really could have made the playoffs. But when you go eight and zero and really went undefeated to not get nowhere, it's like Devin Booker probably looked at it like I did all this work and we still didn't get it. I honestly think he probably played like another year or two in Phoenix, and then he's just gonna be like, "Can I be traded?" I, I know it's too early, but where where would you think it would be like to be, like to be traded? Um, I would like to see Devin Booker possibly in maybe Boston. Mm. I would like him next to Jason Tatum. Uh, the question, yeah, the question would be turn question for that would be in terms of fit, and especially who who would you be giving up? Would you be willing to give up a, a Jalen Brown? Because like for me. If you're asking me, Tatum is off the table. No, sir, sir, that that that's a future superstar right there. He's already a star, but he's a certified. He and for me, with real quick, Jason Tatum reminds me a lot of Carmelo Anthony. I used I used to say Paul Pierce, especially on some of my previous episodes, but I look back at it just to, just his footwork and how he's able to get to his spots on the floor and make buckets. He reminds me a lot of a young mellow, especially a prime mellow, and, and that's what I like about JT. But like going back to the Celtics, I don't I don't think they're willing to give up. I don't know what. I don't know if they would be willing to give up any assets to get Devin Booker out of Phoenix. You know what? You're right. I, I wouldn't say Boston because Boston have a system in place that works for them. So he would need to play somewhere. He would need to play somewhere where he could. They could plug him at the two. And I will probably have to say that's a hard one for me. I mean, they, if I if I want to be biased, hey, on KD. He and you. He was really supposed to be drafted by OKC. If you remember, yeah, I know you remember that. Right. The Kevin Durant actually told the front office they should have took Devin Booker, but then instead they took Steven Adams and that kind of played a factor in KD leaving OKC. Well, I mean, OKC is young. Why not just, you know, use some of them draft picks, you know, go ahead and bring him over to OKC. And then you got another star next to Shea Gilders Alexander and, you know, the rest of the young squad we have. You got Darius Baisley, you got um, Deontay Burton, you got Hamadou Diallo, like I would love him in OKC. See the the thing for me, like without a question, he's already a superstar in the league. I, I believe it. it. I already knew he was a star, especially watch, watching his first couple years in Phoenix. I like I said, I wasn't as sold on sold on him as in uh, when he was in Kentucky, was in college. But the fact the first few years that I seen him in his in his young career, de- definitely definitely a superstar um, on the rise. He's he's a star. But he's, I, I feel like he's had, he has the potential to be a superstar in the league. You know, let's let's not forget this man is the youngest uh, youngest player that, to uh, score over seven thousand points in his career. The, the quickest player to ever do it, and and that that's over Kobe Bryant. Our RIP to the Mamba. But but that that that's younger than Kobe Bryant uh, ever scored seven thousand points. But I'm gonna go ahead 
and get to the fire round. Somebody rang the alarms, man. That's right, man. So, Dennis, I don't know if you saw it, but my boy Dreezy Drake and Lil Dirk released a video of uh this past these past couple of days called Laugh Now, Cry Later. And you know, you know, it, it had a lot of superstar cameos. You talk about Marshawn Lynch, Odell Beckham Jr. But I wanted to talk about Kevin Durant real quick, man. How sort are you? How sort are you on Kevin Durant being able to, being able to return one hundred percent next season? Because in that music video, he was dunking the ball. He was really cooking Drake. Albeit Drake is not the best basketball player. How sort are you on Katie possibly being one hundred percent coming in the next season with Kyrie and the Brooklyn Nets? Believe it or not, and this is no hate towards Kevin Durant. Yeah, I know I'm, I'm OKC biggest fan, and he left us, and whatever the case may be. It is something about Achilles injuries. I don't think nobody ever come back one hundred percent. Like when it comes to that kind of injury, like yeah, he he might come back and be like you no know, ninety eight, ninety seven point five, ninety nine point two, but a full hundred percent. Right? You notice a lot of players that have the Achilles injury have to change their whole style of game. Kobe, rest in peace, even had to change his game after he tore his Achilles. I I remember that game against the Warriors. I I remember I felt bad for Kobe that game. I really did. And and the fact that that man. Even though he hurt his Achilles, that man went up to the free throw line and knocked both free throws down. Right. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, I wish him the best of I wish Kevin Durant the best of luck. I just don't ever see nobody like come back from that injury and be like the great player they've already was. Like, there's really only been a few players. Well, at least I know one just, ba- just based off common memory. Uh, Dominique Wilkins, you remember he had that Achilles injury back back in his career. And he, you know, he, he came back like nothing was happening. He, he was still the human highlight film. But if if you're asking me, like, especially Kevin Durant being a seven foot, I'm, and I'm tired of people saying, "Oh, he's six foot nine, he's six foot." T-. No, that that was his height when he first came into the league. He's legitimately seven feet, and maybe 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 even seven one. But like I said, I'll go ahead and give him seven feet. With KD, like, he, even if he doesn't come back as 100, percent and he's a, he has to work as a spot up shooter, like, I'm trusting KD's gonna get to his spot, uh, and and, no, and nobody nobody's gonna block his shot. Nobody's gonna. Uh, defend his shot because he, like he's seven feet. How many how many people you know that seven feet and has has point guard skills and handles and can shoot from deep range, mid range, and get to get to his spot whenever he wants to. Even if KD is not hundred percent, I do believe working as a spot up shooter, KD can still give you twenty a game, and, and and that's just as a spot up shooter. I mean, you're right, you're right. I mean, KD remind me of myself. You know, you know how I give it up on the court. I cannot wait until this quarantine is over until and, and then I'll give you some more buckets because I'm 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 tired of your trash talk. But anyway, man, moving on to our final topic of the fire round, man. Look, you're probably going to laugh at this one. So how about Jimmy Butler is charging his Heat, Miami Heat teammates, $20 for coffee in his hotel room. Let me ask you, are you are you buying a cup of coffee from Jimmy Butler? No. Y'all don't care. About, I can be Bill <laughs> Gates. I can have Bill Gates money. I'm still ain't paying $20. Why not? The coffee comes out free. Look, man, you you how you going to knock a how you going to knock a hustle, man? Like, look, you're in the bubble. Like, I understand you're getting paid millions of dollars. You telling me that this man is investing himself, you no, know, tr- trying to see the future beyond the court, and this man only—you lucky only selling it for twenty dollars. Where, where else you gonna go outside the bubble? You you already seen what happened. People go outside the bubble, end up testing positive for COVID, got a quarantine. So you telling me you're not gonna pay twenty dollars for a cup of coffee? I don't even like coffee like that. I let me not even lie. I never even drunk a cup of coffee in my entire life. I like the smell of it, but I'm not drinking. Dennis, I've seen you and I've seen your beard on Instagram. You're gonna drink. You're gonna drink coffee within the next few years because you are. You already like somebody's dad. Um, let me let me tell you that. It's, the, the beard is for the ladies. 
let me I'm just gonna say this. I'm buying some of that. I'm buying some of that card from my man Jimmy Butler. He's one of my favorite players in the league. But anyway, man, I got my man Dennis Hudson in the building. Man, you guys can find him on Instagram at underscore it's soul world man dennis thanks again for joining me on the podcast man always it's always a pleasure to be doing the podcast with you my brother all right man peace what's up y'all it's your boy austin d here thanks for tuning in to another episode of austin d radio and if you'd like to catch up on any of the previous episodes you guys can find it on your apple podcast spotify soundcloud and other streaming platform apps all you got to do is type in austin d radio you guys can also follow me on instagram at underscore just austin d and remember austin d radio is home of all trending nba news